Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Morale Booster with John Ogulu. And today I have with me someone who has a passion for saving lives, someone who has a passion for reaching out to people who are in need. His name is no other person but Dr. Rayshon Hodge. So Dr. Hodge, thank you for joining me, joining me on the program. King, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Uh, anything to motivate and inspire others, especially uh, that look like you and I, to get into right. the, of the sector. It's most important to me. It is my passion, and thank you for having me. And thanks You're for welcome. Having You're welcome. I appreciate so, it. Yeah, okay. So uh, to my listeners out there, please, when you watch this video, please feel free to share the video share to your friends and family. So today we're gonna to have a very interesting topic because he's a cannabis uh, advocate, medical, Absolutely. yeah, medical marijuana advocate. So yeah. we're gonna be talking a lot of cannabis business today. You see, he has a sample with him. He always carries it. He's a doc, yes. an MD. So we would have a lot of hot topics today. So uh, Rishon, could you please tell us, I already, you know, I already told the people who you are, but right. it's better if they hear from the house's mouth. Could you please tell us who you are and what you do? Okay, well, I'm a, a family physician um, by nature. That was my uh, passion as a young kid, you know. My mom kind of stared us in the direction of be a doctor or a lawyer. Right. Uh, <laughs> my eldest sister is a surgeon. She runs the burn and trauma unit in, uh, at Emory. It's a, okay. uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a large hospital in Atlanta, Georgia. Right. Um, I myself practice medicine in Atlanta, but I do it with a holistic approach, more comprehensive, and mainly using cannabis. So I have the great privilege of making the cannabis recommendations for the state of Georgia since 2015. I've been doing that. Wow. Uh, and more importantly, um, I'm a patient as well. I broke my neck in 2012. Uh, I got plates and screws and all in my neck, and I happened to ding my spinal cord. So. Oh, so I have sorry chronic pain for the rest of my life, and I also use cannabis every day um, medicinally to uh, to um, mitigate my chronic pain, so I can work. I was I was on disability for a few years, so oh, I'm back. So sorry work. about that, man. Nah, this is why we're here to talk. Cannabis right. has got me back to work and feeling optimal. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. I see you are a solid advocate for cannabis you know i've been following all your great work you know, i really do appreciate <laughs> you. you guys you know because it's not an easy thing to have decriminalized the use of uh medical marijuana so tell us what you think generally about marijuana uh i, I thought like everyone thought you know i thought it was a schedule one drug you know being an african-american uh someone in our family members you know, is either dead or in jail behind cannabis. So right. uh, growing, you know, I'm 45, you know, this war on drugs I felt like was against us, was towards us. Uh, we suffered the most in this country. And um, I didn't touch cannabis. I thought it was a drug. You know, the government right. said, hey, this is a schedule one drug, the same as cocaine, right. the same right. as heroin, you know, the same as, uh, the same as meth. I'm right. like, I'm not touching it. I've been around it. Uh, so to me, it was a, it was taboo, something not to do uh, until I hurt myself. You know, once I broke my neck and became desperate, John, uh, mm -hmm. every 
medication that I used to prescribe in the blink of an eye I had to take. Opioids, Percocet, Benzos, Ambien. And then I, didn't, I used to prescribe them all the time. And yeah. I didn't understand physical dependence. I didn't understand tolerance. Textbook I understood, but I didn't understand what it did to you personally. Right. So uh, yeah, after painfully getting off those medications, you know, getting off a of benzodiazepine like a Xanax or Ambien, you have a crazy physical dependence to that. So right. I had to beat that using cannabis. So, um, you know, how I'm night and day as far as my perspective now on cannabis, oh. you know? Oh, so we, okay. I can talk to, I'm blue in the face or green in the face about cannabis, man. Uh, oh, I, I can't imagine. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I saw some of your videos where you, had um, one or two meetings with the governor of uh, the state. So yes, sir. Can you please tell us, what was your mission then? Because I saw a video where you were the doctor of the day. You know, I was so proud Thank of you. you. you know, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. My mission, um, when I first hurt myself, there was 28 states that figured out the answer to chronic pain. Right. Uh, Georgia was not a state that had an answer to chronic pain. The, the, the answer was opioids right. or physical therapy, more surgeries, more benzos, more pills. So I became desperate. I did not want to become a medical marijuana refugee. I didn't want to leave my family, leave Georgia, leave everything I built here for the last 27 years to go to a state where I can medicate without going to jail right. or losing my life. Yeah. So. I said, man, the only way to stay here is to fight for it. To fight you know, for it. <laughs> fight for it. So we lobbied, we lobbied, we hit the streets, you know, get the caretakers, come to the Capitol, lobby, 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 fight. Hey, we need to add chronic pain to our list, you know, because initially when we passed in 2015, it was only eight diseases. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it was all in stage disease. So one, it didn't make sense. We had to expand the disease profile. But two, why wait? until the end of that disease or the end of that person's life that the, the, the first tried cannabis, right. you know? So that struck a chord to me too. Cause I'm like, you know what? I have to control the narrative, change the narrative. Like, look, cannabis is not, if all else fails, try cannabis. Last resort medication, I believe it should be the first option. Right. For those that think that it can help them, you know, because right. it's preventative um, as well as, as healing, you know, it prevents diseases. So prevention is always better than cure. Um, so yeah, uh, that's why I was lobbying. And then uh, I was rewarded for it and acknowledged for it by being doctor of the day. That's a very prestigious uh, acknowledgement. Um, exactly, I, I was so proud of you. When I saw it, I said, yeah, that's my brother. Yeah, thank you. So that's legislators, uh, a lot of the Congress in our House and Senate, they're starting to become patients too. They help write law. They've yeah. been curious and they're on 18, 19 different pills and right. they're, they're seeing the effects and, and soon we're about to have 65 dispensaries here in our great state of Georgia. So wow, wow. it's booming. Business is going to boom out here. Wow. That's a, that's a good one. I really yeah. do appreciate you for all the steps you've taken so far. You know, you yes, have fought so hard for it. Yes, sir. Yes, you sir. Know, yes, sir. <laughs> because I understand I'm a physician as one, but, I'm a patient, yeah. you know, and it's like, I don't want to go to jail yeah. for self-medicating. I don't 
I don't want anyone to suffer like I've suffered without cannabis, or at least having that option. You know, right. I've been through some dark days with my chronic pain. You know, most chronic pain leads to terrible depression. Right. And then when you have terrible depression, your pain is is amplified, bro. You right. know. But then you have anxiety that turns to more insomnia. Then you can't eat. Now you have body dysmorphic syndrome and. It's just a tough spiral, you know, then it eats at your soul because you can't sleep. You got this chronic pain all the time. That's right. Yeah. I get and, uh, this got me off all my medication. So yeah, so that's uh, the cannabis oil, right? This oil. Yeah. This is a tincture. You, uh, you put this under your tongue. Okay. And then it works within one to three minutes. So cannabis, there's very, there's various delivery methods, you know, Right. Media, TV, they, you think you always got to smoke it, you know? Right. You know, that's, inhalation is great. It's very predictable. So inhalation, vaping, great. Oil, great. Beverages are great. Uh, edibles, great. Topicals, patches, even suppositories. It's all medicine. Right. You know, I don't care if you talk about it in the recreational world. It's all medicine now. Right. Know? Yeah. You know, like like you said initially, you know, we all had that fear. I never touched it. Like we all had that yeah. fear for it because we were told not to touch it. You know, right now I see a lot of people wanting to go towards, you know, buying the oil. I still have that, you know, I still have that fear in me. Yes. So what, what, what would you say, you know, to those people who are like me, right. who still find it very big of a deal to go close to it? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, was, I, was, I was you, you know. I was very hesitant. Um, I, I would see it on, on urine drug screens as a physician, but I didn't really see the negative effects of cannabis. I saw what alcohol did every day, yeah. the abuse. DUIs, the fatalities, uh, the spiraling of your career, the liver damage. I saw the tobacco. Uh, I obviously, pills, heroin, I know what that does to your body. But when a patient came in or, and I saw cannabis or marijuana on their urine drug screen, I mean, I, even before I used, I didn't chastise them. I'm like, hey, you know, this cannabis, uh, you seem like you're a great person or a great lady, you know, whatever. You know, you might want to slow down, verify. but. Uh, you know, as far as anyone that is hesitant, that's the media. Understand what big alcohol and big tobacco is going to continue to defend their profits with negative information. Right. Big Pharma is going to continue to defend or put down cannabis until they find a way to make money using cannabis. That's you right. Know? <laughs> and you got to understand how they, how they control the narrative for decades. You know, and yeah. also think, yeah, this industry is is a business behind this industry. So right. they want you scared. They want you not to touch it because they don't want you to learn about it. So they right. can dominate, right. you know. Mm -hmm. So meanwhile, you're being scared to, to talk about it. Parents are being scared to talk about their kids. There's 15 universities and colleges that have degrees in, in cannabis now. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Yeah. University of Maryland has the first master's program in the country. Wow. There's law schools that have cannabis laws in there. So these empires that are being built are going to be protected by those. Right. And, and we're still scared to talk about it because of the narrative. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we can't fall for the play, John. Yeah, we exactly. talk about it every day. That you know? makes a whole lot of sense. You know, so if you're listening to this program right now, um, Dr. Hodge, you know, was a patient. He's a medical doctor. He knew he had to do something to yes, help sir. him achieve his goals. Yes, sir. He didn't run away, but instead he fought. So that's the essence of this program. Learn how to take the bull by the horn. If you've yes. got goals, if you've got dreams, nobody's going to help you accomplish those dreams unless you start achieving it by yourself, unless you start taking action. So, yes. um, Dr. Hodge, this program yes. is a program, is a platform for mentoring yes. and coaching people. You know, I don't yes, know sir. how to rap, I don't know how to sing. So, this is the medium I want to use. It's very important. Leadership is very important. Mentorship is very important. That's my, 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 my first love might be cannabis and medicine. My second love is mentorship. Right. You know, right. that was the first thing I did when I came to, when I arrived in Atlanta at Morehouse College was be a big, you know, big brother to a little brother, big brother, little brother program. Right. So that's dope. But I got, before we go, I'll be quite remiss. Before I broke my neck, I was interested in the cannabis business because African-Americans made up less than 1.8% of this $22 billion. Right. So as a, I've been small business my whole life, I never worked for a large group. Right. So uh, I started studying every day and mapping out. And this is a true story, bro. I would no worry. You know what? We're, not, we're not in a hurry to leave. So just so you know, we have all the time to discuss. Okay, cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, I would make slides when this country, when states started to go uh, to turn green, have medical cannabis programs. Right. I was looking at what companies, investors, I would write them down, laws, how do they get these licenses, you know? Yeah. And then why in the hell were blacks getting shut out? And especially when it uh, happened in Maryland, you know, you know, D.C., that's a huge black concentrated area. And when no blacks won there and it made it to the Supreme Court, it made me it made me furious fight even harder. And I'm like, look, man, we suffered the black and brown people, Hispanics in this country have suffered the worst with this failed war on drugs. Right. And every major city, their arrests were nine to one, eight to one as far as cannabis. Uh, we're in the ground. You know, because yeah. of cannabis, right? Right. And now we can't participate. They're blocking us out. This industry is booming, and we're so scared to, to talk about it. We're missing this big opportunity. Absolutely. So that's what. And then I broke my neck. So I'm like, okay, I wanted to get it. I wanted to get in for the business, you know, so I can inspire African Americans. Look, man, we belong in this cannabis sector. Right. This cannabis sector can't grow without our culture, without our swag, the way we talk, the way we move, the way we just get down, you know? Right. It's so marketable, you know what I'm saying? So, and then I break my neck, I'm like, whoa. This is, this is that time. I, I was in it for us, right. but now I'm in it for me. Yes. Because I'm a patient <laughs> and I just want to be part of I want the cleanest meds. I would love to have a big farm and I go and grab me a couple ounces out of something I just, I just grew from the greatest thing, you know? Right. And I have a piece of that. That would be incredible, you know? Wow. So, yeah, that's, it's, it just was a perfect storm with me hurting my neck and then with my, with my renowned passion. Hey, look, man, I want to 
inspire other but African-American, other Blacks, other Hispanics, other minorities, women to get into this budding industry because the textbooks are just thin right now, you know? Right. You know, you just got to understand a few terpenoids, understand a few flavonoids, understand carboxylation and hydroxylation. There's not much to, to catch up. Right. But once they start making degrees and, and, and having certificates, and now you're going to have to have this piece of paper or degree to talk about it, right. you know? To get right. a job in it, so we have so to. That's get why, moving. yeah, that's why, that's why I decided to bring in professionals, experts, people with experience, you know, to the program because knowledge is power. Yes, sir. That's yes. it. So yes. that's yes. a good knowledge is the power. Right. So what's the difference between uh, smoking mm -hmm. marijuana and using the oil and other? It's a great question. So what I like to say is, you know, uh, since this is medicine and we're not talking rec, I like to say inhalation. What is the difference between inhaling cannabis okay. or using a sublingual or a tincture? Okay. So we'll break down the science real fast since you have the time. and you say We you have the time, time, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just can't take... One second. Okay, boss. You just can't take a, a bud of, of cannabis sativa, where it could be cannabidiol, CBD. You just can't eat it, and you're gonna, it's gonna, the THC is gonna be activated. No, sir. Okay. When you inhale cannabis, you have to decarboxylate it with heat. Okay. So that's why you see everyone with a joint and a flames inhaling it. Okay. Now, the heat will turn this delta THC, it will activate the THC, the psychoactive part of cannabis. Okay. So when you inhale it, it's, it's very predictable. That's why it's great medicine. So most people, it's the, it's the favorite delivery method of most people, of most patients, because you can inhale to effect. You know, one or two puffs, if your pain was at an eight on the scale of one to 10, you go down to a six, you put, this, you put the vape down, or you put your joint down, the bong down, you put your rig down, all, all ways of inhaling. That's a, oh, okay. that's a rig. This is a rig. Right. I'm, in, I'm inhaling my medication to effect. Right. You know, okay. This is a topical. I'm putting it on my body. So when you inhale, your heart's going to pump the blood. You know, there's a blood, there's a, there's a, it is a heart and lung, there's an air blood exchange, right? So when you inhale, the cannabinoids, the flavonoids, the terpenoids, those three main groups of cannabis are going to cross your blood brain barrier, stick to your CB1 receptors and CB2 receptors, and instantly start working when you oh. inhale. Oh. Now, when, with the oil, but the half-life of cannabis when you inhale is usually typically three to four hours. So if you're a patient with chronic pain like myself, that means I will be chain smoking, you know, every couple hours. And most people don't have the privacy. And it's, and it's cost a lot of money to have that much. Right. You yeah. go through an ounce in a couple of days. Yeah. You, you dig <laughs> what I'm saying? Now right. the oil is a full spectrum cannabis oil. It's already hydroxylated. It's been okay. prepared with heat. So the cannabis is already activated. The THC is already activated. Here, okay. 
we just put you put a little bit on your on your finger. Okay. Or you can put it on food and you rub it under your tongue because your gastrointestinal tract, your GI tract, it starts from your lips to your butt, right? Okay. We yep. always think about our stomach, right? So right. under our tongue is a plexus of these veins and right. arteries. Yeah. You rub the cannabis oil, and right here, this is a one-to-one ratio. Okay. You gotta get me back on, the sh- on your show to understand, people understand ratios, because when they buy their oil, it's okay. gonna go- come in a ratio, CBD to THC. Same with their flour, same with the CBD beverages and the edibles, it all has a ratio. So right. this ratio is one to one, 50% CBD, 50% THC. You rub it under your tongue. Make sure your hand's clean, you know? Right. And then um, you swallow the rest. Now, what that big vein is already going to my bloodstream, all the cannabis, right? My heart is beating this cannabis that I just swallowed across my blood-brain barrier. And I'm wow. going to start to feel the effects just within 30 seconds. Wow. Now, what's different between inhaling, these, this camps oil can stick to my, can couple to your CB1 receptors and your CB2 receptors for up to two days. Right. So it's not predictable because what sometimes you might get, if you want to say that word, psychoactive or high you might be like like an edible like whoa i didn't want to be high this long yeah (laughs) so this is not as predictable just like that experience you had when you had your first edible it was fun for maybe a couple hours but you didn't want to last 10 12 14 (laughs) hours so now you're understanding the different delivery methods and half-life and and i i implore all my patients and caregivers you know if you're using cannabis, you got to explore all delivery methods because there's no one size fits all, John. Right. That's what Big Farmer tried to sell us, you know? Right, right. You and I, we both take a Tylenol or you and I, we both take a Percocet that we're both going to have the same reaction and the same benefits and never have problems. Right, right. That makes a whole lot of sense. That's, That's a complete explanation you just gave to us now. So I've got another question. What yes, area sir. of medical sciences do you practice? Um, my degree is in family medicine. Okay. I did extra work to do some, I do to do palliative care. Uh, that was what I love to do as well. Uh, I love uh, death and dying. You know, uh, you know, hospice is less than six months to live. Um, right. uh, that's when I fell in love with pain, you pain. know, because there's okay. a lot of pain in dying only right. because you haven't accepted a lot of stuff that's a lot of trauma, emotional, right. physical. So right. my uh, background is family medicine. My degree is psychology. So I love, I love the mind. I love, I love the mind. Right, yeah. right. That, that's a good one. So what made you, you know, what gave you that love or the passion for, you know, advocating for marijuana? Like how, how far back was that? Oh, the, um, that's when I, uh, 2010 or 11. When uh, I was waiting for the next big thing, you know, I, I was one of those, I was like, when did the internet come out? You know, I was studying, you know? So right. I remember when people were saying, this is 96, 95, they're going to the computer lab, they're going to go surfing. 
And I said, what the hell is surfing, bro? I got to go to class. I ain't got no time to play around. And I didn't mess with the internet for like three years. Really? Yeah. I'm in med school now. Right. You know, just in a bubble. So I'm like, wow. Now I'm like, the next big thing, you just don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss out. No. Right. Opportunity. And for us to change the uh, the black plight, it's all about generational wealth. So what can right. bring us generational wealth where we can that's, that's really true. make a fucking den and stuff, you know? So it was cannabis, and then I was fueled, you know? But what made me want to become a doctor, I have to say my mom. I wanted to play football, John, like most young boys, you know? Right. And she said, nah, you ain't going to play football. You're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. And, right. uh, and I chose uh, medicine. And I resented it for a long time, you know, because it just didn't make me happy. You know, I had right. you know, I was an MD working. I'm like, who am I doing this for? I'm doing this for my parents to make them happy. This is not making me happy. So right. I did a lot of clinical research, delivered some babies, not happy doing that. Done some ER work, not happy doing that. <laughs> and found my niche with death and dying. Until right, that's came and I hurt my neck. That's a good one. You know, I, I have three sons as well. You know, one of them, yeah, one of them says... Blessed man. Yeah, or really, one of them says he wants to be a basketball player. You know, but I say it's not a problem. It could be a hobby. But you're going to be a doctor. <laughs> hey. You know, so he says, yes, I'll be a doctor for you guys. No, I, Yes, no problem. Just get us that degree first. Then your hobbies can come in. We're, we're okay with that. But one of them says he wants to be a dentist, you know, so. Beautiful. Right. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and you know what? And I, and I applaud your leadership because, you know, uh, it's not about what you want. I mean, parents, you know, we know what's best for you. And right. uh, if you Keep know, the NBA, you got to be, it's only a 1% chance. I don't like those odds, you know. <laughs> you know, doctors is, you know, all the doctors in this country, only 4% of doctors look like you and I in this country. Exactly. So your son has no choice. All I need to do is to give him a nudge because I believe in mindset coaching. You got to do it. We're getting wiped out, bro. That's it. We're getting washed out. So we're not, we're not growing as physicians and people of color live longer when their doctors look like them. Exactly. So your son is able to, he will. He no choice. Yeah, he will. They're, they're doing yeah. so well, you know. They yeah. love sciences. Tell them I'm proud of them already. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. He'll, yeah, he'll definitely watch this, you know. Yeah, cool. Right. Okay, so um, what challenges have you encountered in your uh, medical marijuana campaign? Uh, the challenge is only 14% of physicians believe cannabis is medicine. Okay. So... You're kind of out here by yourself, you know? Um, of course, the doctors that are working in big groups and working for big farmers, they, they look at me like I'm crazy. Right. You know? uh, but I'm earning their respect because all their patients are like, hey, man, I, I, need, I need this. What about this cannabis? And they're fumbling and saying, hey, go to Dr. Hodge. Oh, okay. Ain't no time to go to Dr. Hodge. Children's <laughs> Health Care of Atlanta. Right. Like flagship, our flagship programs our flagship pediatric hospital of the great state of Georgia saying, go see Dr. Hodge for some cannabis. Right. That's a good one. Oh, it's, it's growing. It's amazing. So um, what we need to do is we need 
unfortunately, the other 86 percent of these physicians are waiting for the feds to take cannabis off that controlled substance list. Right. Which right. hopefully will happen before, you know, maybe before elections or shortly after this vote in November, you know. Right. Prohibition's about over. We all know legalization's on the horizon. So um, talking about is very important. Getting into the business is very important. And I can guarantee most people that are listening, they're going to die with cannabis in them or synthetic form of cannabis because Big Pharma has, has very several drugs with cannabinoids, a synthetic cannabis. So oh, okay. we're all going to have it in us. So Pretty if, soon, if, yeah. If you're, if you're dragging your feet, you'll be popping a pill. That's and true. You're either going to be a purist or you believe in this synthetic world. That's true. You know, and uh, there's no better feeling than being the go-to person. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> thank you, John. Right. And, right. and the top that is no better just to be honest. That's like, true. I'm not selling anybody anything anymore. I used to. I didn't know I, didn't know I was doing that, John. But... I use, I just put it in my mouth. Right. Tell me what oncologist you, oncologist you see is going to say, hey, don't worry, I'll put the chemo, I'll take the chemo first. Not going to happen. Right. So I'm practicing off empirical evidence. I'm only going to suggest to you, John, hey, cannabis is going to help you. Mindfulness, exercise is medicine. You're going to have the complimentary food, clean up your sleep hygiene. Right. It's true comprehensive care. You know, this is not the be all end all, but I can tell you now holistically, you know, more comprehensive approach to your problems. Right. And you're going to have a better success rate than a pill plus another four more pills because of those side effects. Another six more pills. Now you have depression. Now you, that's going to lead to dialysis because you have chronic kidney disease because your kidneys got to take all those pills and clean your blood out. Now you got liver disease and you die in your 60s. Yep. Yeah. And they have drained your insurance for like millions, you do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I, I get long-winded about this cannabis, bro. Uh, I know. This is my passion, you know? I know. There's nothing as beautiful as you being able to go after your dreams and yeah. see your dreams come to fruition. Yeah, yes, that's sir. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. So do you have any investment opportunities for my listeners. Yeah, um, I would want to invest in yourself with education. Uh, invest in the LLC. My your listeners, you know, usually they're about a hundred bucks. Um, think about cannabis security, cannabis transportation, uh, consultant work. You know, someone's mm-hmm. or you know hydroponics. You know, the greenhouse, fixed greenhouses. You know, these are these are ancillary businesses that. Cannabis can't survive without y'all, you know? And you're going to get paid first. You don't have to wait for that seed to grow and get dried out. You're going to get your check. Right. So explore, invest in yourself and explore the ancillary business. Okay. If you like something, you know, that African pro- proverb, if you want to go fast, do it by yourself. If you want to go further, well, do you know, do it alone. If you want to go further, do it with a group or something. Right, right. Teamwork. Yeah. Yes. So team up with people, uh, put money together, use other people's money. Um, if you want to, if you're in school, think about a chemistry degree, you know, think about majoring in 
and anything, any plant science, or if that university does have a cannabis course, grab it. Right. Grab the education. Yeah, because um, it's the next big thing. It is here. Uh, this oil can't be sold to that chemist says, okay, there's no RPGs, heavy metals, there's no pesticides. It can go to market. And that goes for smokable, inhalation, vapes. That chemist has to say yes. Right. That young person who's 23 or 24 is making 150 grand. And then he's helping that grow, make more money. They usually give him profit sharing, him or her. So now him or her is part of a profit sharing or something vertical. Right. There's no, what else is paying you like that? You know, uh, if you're an accountant, be a cannabis accountant. You know, yes. most businesses might want to know about their P&L's returns, you know, maybe twice a year. And if I, this cannabis is 20 million I just gave you. I want to know every month what's going on. Right. So you have accountants making hundreds of thousands, attorneys, uh, again, you know, aquaponics, hydroponics, how you fertilize, how you feed this, those pipes burst. I got to call you immediately, John. I can't wait two days. My ladies will die. I'm going to lose $2 million. Right, right. You see, the ANSO invest in that. Now, as far as stocks, you know, uh, Canada kind of blew it. You know, they overinflated their market when they went legal right. three years ago. Yeah. So, and then people started pulling the cash out of the stocks, and most of those stocks have went down. I like Aurora. It's pretty yeah. bullish right now. Right. Um, if you believe in adaptogenic herbs, if you want to invest in an herb, you might want to start invest, investing in um, the next big boom, which right. is uh, which is psilocybin mushrooms. Okay. So there's a there's a company called Mind Med, Mind, Mind Med. Um, okay, let me write yeah. that down. Yeah. If you guys are listening, please. This information yeah. is key. I'm yeah. not Kramer. I'm just I just read a lot. So right. uh, it's, it's a mind so book. Mind Med, M I N D M E D. Okay. Aurora Cannabis is doing pretty well, but those are just, that's just one vertical. MindMed is the first publicly traded company that, that's going to yeah. kill it with psychedelics. Right. So you got to understand what are these Schedule One drugs. Let's go back to these. These Schedule One drugs like cannabis was the number one drug we used to prescribe here in this country. Right. In 1899. What else did we, we uh, prescribe? LSD. Right. Yeah. Mushroom, psilocybin, right? Yeah. So MindMed is said, hey, man, we're going to use LSD to treat Alzheimer's. Oh, and they're wow. the first publicly traded company because right. the whole world is under a mental meltdown because of this right. pandemic. Mushrooms, ketamine is what's going to be for depression in the next year or two. Oh, okay. That's why Oakland, Colorado, and then there's uh, Santa Cruz. Those are the three major cities that have decriminalized psilocybin and mushrooms. Right. Um, and when we get off this, psilocybin and psychedelics is where you want to invest. That okay. sector is, 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 uh, is attracting more cash than cannabis right now. Right. Wow. That's, that's some good information there. Yes. Yeah. And that's where we're going to treat um, a lot of the... Um, a lot of the uh, travel medicine, you know, people go to Mexico, they go to the Korea, they go to Jamaica for, for psilocybin 
you know, that's a natural, it comes off a mushroom and right. it acts just like LSD and it resets your brain. And what they're studying is going to be great for PTSD, mm -hmm. depression. It's going to be great for end of life. It's going to be great for acceptance. It's going to be great for. Um, I think you need to unmute yourself. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Sorry. I think you inadvertently. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, so I would invest in um, anything in the rise of psychedelics, any, any company that is uh, doing uh, clinical trials. Uh, yeah, and invest in that. Okay, that sounds yeah. good. That's, a, that's good information there. Thank you very much for that. So to my listeners, I know we've all learned a thing or two from uh, Dr. Hodge. He's a medical doctor. He has so much experience in the cannabis industry. Yes, sir. He has been an advocate for decriminalizing marijuana, cannabis. So thank you for all you've done so far. We know we still have a lot of work to do because if yes. after your work, the people out there, do not make any move to get this thing going. You know, it might look like a wasted effort. So we still need exactly. to do this campaign. We need to start, you know, sending the information out there so people can know how important it is to start investing in it. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. You got me charged up, man. This is a Saturday <laughs> uh, treat right here. You know, most Thank people want to lay around on a Saturday, but I'm, I'm happy that you're working and spreading the good gospel about cannabis, man. And, uh, right. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join in uh, the program. And I hope when next I call you, you would give us the privilege of coming back on the show. So we can Absolutely. Promise you that, man. All right. Thank you. I, Keep I doing what you're doing, bro. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day. All right. Bless. Bye.